Donkey's Garage, episode 9 of season 2. We will be covering the Bahrain race, first race of the season for the 2023 season. And today I am joined by Sergi, an expert about Formula 1, but not only about Formula 1, but he's a passionate of Fernando Alonso. He shares that with me. It's absolutely lovely to have him uh, with me to comment what has been an incredible race. Not only, but for the obvious reason, uh, that Alonso got a podium for the first time in a long time, but for many other reasons. Please, Sergi, introduce yourself. Yes. Hello, Marina. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's a pleasure for me to be here. And yeah, I don't know if I'm an expert, though. I, I would say more that I'm a passionate of Formula One. And yeah, I support uh, Alonso with my life. So I'm very happy. I think it's one of the happiest Mondays I ever had. And yeah, I really look forward to, to talk about it today. Well, thank you very much for your introduction. I think for the sake of completeness, I'm going to play just a quick uh, uh, extract of a song that is very dear to all of us who support Alonso. It was really, I think, part of the Alonso mania that really grew up, um, grew stronger back in the days, right? So yeah. let's go okay. for it, uh, 15 seconds, and then we'll be back. Well, that was great. I mean, I think the 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 most important thing is is to actually write to to underscore how how impressive was what Alonso managed to do back in the days. He was the yes. one that created a whole passion about Formula One because the sport was not so famous back back in the beginning of the of the of the two thousands. Um, we knew Schumacher, we knew perhaps, I don't know, um, so many other drivers back in the day, Prost, uh, you can name Senna, you can make Heikkinen. But in Spain, there was no such a thing, such a passion for the sport, uh, at least in, in the popular terms. But then Alonso came and he was the one that essentially brought so many of us, of my generation, but even the, the older generation, to, to the sport. How did you leave those those very unique years those years were amazing like uh, i think we learned to to appreciate it later now when we faced the reality of having a very bad car as was the mclaren honda and then even bad times with alpine with a bad team that doesn't really know how to to be competitive and these years uh, 2006 to 2012 more or less they were amazing, like watching every uh, Sunday, waking up at five in the morning because we had all this Malaysia, all these Asian uh, uh, races. It was just amazing. I'm living it with my father, who just to tell you, like he was a very um, old, like uh, Formula One fan when he was young. But yeah, he didn't have someone to support, let's say, no. And he was yeah amazed to see that finally there was a Spanish driver. That so, he could support. So actually, t tell me, tell me more and more in depth about that. How did you first come to the sport? Was I guess you you just said it was because of your father, right? Yes, yes. Let's say that. Yeah, like he he really liked Formula One, so he introduced me to it. 
And it was the perfect moment because I'm uh, 2001. So yeah, I was very, very uh, young when uh, Alonso was winning. So yeah, I, I watched for, so Formula One since I was two years old, I guess, or something like this. And I don't have that many memories, of course, of the championship, but I remember very well the Ferrari era. And yeah, when I remember it, it's just amazing to see myself uh, celebrating no, all these podiums and hopefully some more this year. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I, I do remember too that it was, it was something, I guess, that as a child has even more, more of a stronger feeling, right? Because you're you a bit like clueless. You're just sitting in front of the TV, but you see these cars go fast as, as they could. And you saw this kind of Titan. He was, I don't know, he looked like invincible, right? In this blue car, shiny blue car. I remember like it was, it was something different. It was, it was a feeling that, that, I don't know, it was like... You can't describe it much, but um, but then there was such a drought. It was it was painful to watch him. Of course, yeah. the the time at McLaren. Remember how how I mean he had the rivalry with Hamilton, the rookie. How do you reflect on those years? Do you think now with with hindsight, do you think it was it was a, a well deserved uh, rivalry? Was it something that now you, you treasure, or do you still think that? Uh, how do you feel about that? I remember very well, uh, we're talking about 2007 season, right? Yes, With yes, Hamilton yes. And McLaren. yes. I remember very, very well this season. I think it's the first season that I really remember. And I was very mad because uh, at my age, I really realized that uh, something was going on. No? Like they had the same car. Alonso, to my point of view, he was much better. And uh, yeah, the team only helped uh, Hamilton. There were some weird things happening. And yeah, I, I felt robbed as an Alonso fan, to be honest. Of course, now you watch it as, yeah, okay, 15 years uh, past, so yeah, you're not mad anymore. But uh, when I was a child, I remember I even, I, I even wanted to do a protest in the streets, like, uh, what's <laughs> happening? Alonso is getting robbed. So, yeah. Well, I think for, for us, uh, those who support Alonso, uh, it was it was a difficult time because you saw the guy that, that you really wanted to to win and somehow everything was against him. His his own team was somehow turned against him, and uh, Lewis was was getting all the media attention. He was like the the, the I don't know the puppy for for everything. He was just the the, the guy yeah. who who everyone sided with somehow. And he kind of stole away from us that very well-deserved um, championship. I mean, it, it, it could have really yeah. changed the history of Alonso if he had had that, that championship that year. It would have changed it for sure. Like, uh, to be honest, I liked how, how Alonso's career went down. No? If, if now he's uh, in really a competitive car, I think it's quite a nice story to tell, no? Like he had a nice uh, car, a good and fast car, was champion and then faced a lot of difficulties, but he still stayed, you know, he still tried. And now he's getting the results. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it was very painful to watch, but um, I guess it's also what it was supposed to, to happen, no? I, I guess, I mean, it's, it's what, what he's really a testament of his resilience. He showed 
this this passion for the sport, this love for the sport that powered him it's through all these, I think, uh, horrible years, horrendous years to live yeah. through because, I mean, it went from bad to worse because the Ferrari years, they were, they were bad because essentially, uh, except for a couple of years, uh, perhaps 2012 was the best car that Ferrari produced, but for the rest, they were really average cars that were underperforming that were definitely not uh, up to the standard of a of a world champion and he made them work somehow he put all the efforts and every sunday he he went and and and, and really tried it um right yeah yeah and i think like many don't have this passion no? because of course they are all uh, super good and they all love uh, the sport i guess but to extent, uh, they have other priorities, maybe. No, we've seen Sebastian Vettel leaving, saying that he also has a family. No, and we see uh, Fernando Alonso going back stronger, like coming back to the sport stronger. And it's, uh, it's crazy. Like he still wants to stay three, four years, maybe 41, and he seems as he's 25 still. So yeah, this passion, I think it's it's incredible. Absolutely. I mean, he's 41, and he's showing at least on track that he's. 22 years old he's a bit like the the was it was she called Shakira's song with uh, Piquet right uh, yeah. you can you can change me for two of 22 but I am still you know the the good one oh well um, absolutely no funny funny so um, then the Honda years I mean what can you say about that just uh, sorry the Honda years, uh, he had, uh, he w he tried or he bet that Honda could make it back into the sport. Yeah. He joined a team that that somehow, I mean, I think so he sh they sh they promised him that they had the potential to to make a winning car. He trusted McLaren, and well, I mean, it didn't really work. Yeah, I, I have to say, like, uh, yeah, those were very painful years, no? But before that, I want to say, because I hear a lot of people saying Alonso made very bad choices, no, in uh, his career. And I believe, personally, that he didn't do bad choices. He had bad results. But when you see his choices, those are quite logical, no? Going to McLaren, historical team, with a very, very nice project about uh, all this Honda. But, yeah. It didn't happen. And now, maybe uh, the move that we thought was the craziest, going to Aston Martin, the ninth team when he was recruited. Yeah, and uh, first podium uh, for so many years, well, the first race. So. I think you are right. I mean, there's, there's, there's something uh, on that. So, um, I guess, in do you want to say something about his Alpine era? To be honest, uh, I think I'm very happy in green, as uh, Alonso said to Lance after the interview. Huh? Like, uh, I don't want to remember Alpine times anymore. Well, then I think we can we can jump straight to the to the race. How did you? I mean, first of all, how did you leave the passion, the the, the excitement of seeing the moment in in Bahrain testing, in winter testing, that the uh, somehow the Aston Martin is on the map. I mean, we expected Alston Martin to be probably fighting for perhaps P15, P10, P15, somewhere around there. Yeah, 
and then we arrived at Bahrain and you texted me and said, is, am I dreaming, right? Yes, yes, totally. It, it, it's difficult now sometimes like uh, to, I think like this Spanish commentator that we have, Antonio Lovato was saying, no, like, I don't want to, to be happy too fast, no, because we still didn't race, we still don't really know anything. But we all Spaniards were super happy already. Like we were seeing that Alonso finally had a good car. And yeah, this is something that only Alonso can do. No, we didn't uh, in our country have any culture of the sport. And right now there were millions of people watching the tests, the winter test, which is totally crazy. And for me, it was very, yeah, it was something that I enjoyed watching because uh, I was still realizing that uh, we might have a, a competitive card this year. And yeah, I still remember, like, I got more emotional actually in, uh, during free practice, where Absolutely. I think we all, we all knew that it was happening, than even in the race, because in the race, it's like, okay, I already assumed that we have uh, a good car, and more are coming. So it's not a special date, you know? I think that more podiums are coming, so I think that uh, we're gonna enjoy a lot this you, season. You're absolutely right. I think, for me, the moment when I realized Alonso knew that he had a, a, a competitive car was when I saw him give the interview on, on the free practice on, on, on um, Friday. And he had that kind of, I don't know, excitement in his eyes that I hadn't actually seen since, since 2006. I mean, it goes all the way back then. I mean, he had this kind of, you know, these, these, this need to tell people on camera, this year I'm going to be there. You know, yeah. he wanted to tell people, I think he wanted to tell people the, how excited he felt, but I think he was trying to be cautious and not to overreact and cause too much perhaps pressure and then under deliver. But you could see that in his eyes, there was something different that we hadn't seen in so many years. Yeah, totally. Like, I still remember, you know, they, they asked him, um, I think it was on Friday, like, oh, is it going to be a disappointment if you're not on pole tomorrow? Like, thinking one year ago, if uh, they asked him this, like, we would be super surprised now that this would happen. And it was something that was real, it was happening. But he still wanted to, for us to not be uh, pressed, no? for us not to ask for results already. He didn't want to tell that maybe he was getting a podium, that maybe he was in top five. He was still trying to, to keep us down. No? Absolutely. So we go on, on, on into Saturday, and Saturday, essentially, the engines are let free. The, the real pace of every car comes alive. And what we saw was an Aston Martin that was granted not the fastest track uh, car on track uh, but it was a competitive car i mean it's it's something yeah. that alonso has, has something right he, i mean we call him magic because he's able to make magic out of a mediocre car he will get you a podium and that's that's what, how fabulous he is i mean the rb the r25 and the r26 back in 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 his yeah. renault time when he started was not the best car on the grid, but he made that car competitive. Yeah, and he actually even made competitive those cars that any other driver would have said those cars are undrivable, no? Like uh, the McLaren on the, that was, uh, 
yeah, super unrivaled, or or the um, Ferrari that was uh, oversteering and uh, like the opposite at the same time, no? It's uh, yeah, he made out of that a competitive car, which I think any other driver can do. So, essentially, we are on on Saturday, and he's he clocks P five. Signs stole P four uh, from him, but it was fair. I mean. We we just wanted somehow to feel the tastes of a of a of a of a P three perhaps on on qualifying. We were just short of it, but it was fair enough because uh, Sunday that's that's where the race happens, and he he delivered, didn't he? Oh, he did. Oh, he did. Yeah, like I, I have to say, I was a little bit not not disappointed, but we all expected maybe even more no? that uh, on Saturday, maybe P4, P3, like second line at least. No? Yeah. But yeah, we all knew, okay, Alonso is a Sunday man. Like he's super good in qualifying, but he's totally magic in uh, Sundays. And that's, what's, that's what we saw. We saw an Alonso uh, facing some uh, difficulties at the beginning, like uh, starting almost from P7 no? after the first lap and still managing to, to get the podium and pass over a seven-time uh, world champion, Hamilton, passing uh, a Ferrari, Sainz, passing Russell, yeah. yeah uh, that, it's, that's it's actually re really relevant because he's usually really good at starts. I mean, yeah. needless to mention, for instance, uh, Spain with, I think it was 2012 uh, in Barcelona, yeah. when he, he, he came from P4 or P5 and first turn he was first, but this Sunday, I think it's perhaps uh, he was a bit uh, uneasy still with uh, the clutch or, or maybe the, the, he still didn't feel the, the car so much. So first turn, I looked and I said, damn, this is going to be a tough race because by the second turn, Hamilton had overtaken him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it looked difficult. Like I, I remember thinking, okay, we're going to fight. We're going to fight for... Uh, P5 maybe, no, but podium is already a bit far. Maybe safety car. Indeed. But no, he managed to do it in a, in a normal race because nothing crazy happened. He, he, it was poor pace, which is super good news for uh, Aston Martin. No, no, absolutely. So the Aston Martin showed that it was better on, 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 on race conditions than on, on qualifying. Yeah. Tire management, I think that was a big uh, aspect of, of that car because, I mean, uh, we're going to talk about it in more detail, but the Ferrari, it was, it was really uh, eating those rear tires. And even the Mercedes, it was, it was, they were struggling with, with the pace. And the Aston Martin seemed to be really comfortable. I mean, it, was, it wasn't like the Red Bulls, which, I mean, I think they're playing a different, completely mm. a different league at the moment, but the Aston Martin was really strong. So, any words on Stroll uh, on your side? Yeah, I, I was just gonna mention him actually. I think he really deserves uh, an honorable uh, mention no, for this weekend. I think it's just amazing to see how much he can love a sport, and probably also that he knew already he had a good car, no? Because uh, I think for fighting for a P14, maybe he would not have made this effort. But he said, "Okay, I'm in P6, so I want to finish the race because yeah, we have a very competitive car, and I have to be on point." And yeah. Uh, just mention him as a hero. I think uh, after what happened, it's just amazing to see. I, I was absolutely delighted. I mean, he's he's had some weird and some dangerous um, yeah 
um, situations on track. I mean, I, I recall Austin last year with Alonso, he almost uh, catapulted Alonso um, to the stars. But, but I have a good memory from this race, actually, huh? You do, no? Yeah, yeah, I do have a good memory indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, we've, we've already, I mean, I think we've, we've mentioned how great the Aston Martin is. Great car, looks, I mean, looks fairly competitive. I think with development, it can even get better. Uh, what can we say now uh, about the Ferraris? I mean, I think there's a lot to say about the race yeah. on, on the side. Yeah, I think they are in a quite similar position as last year, no? even uh, worse, because we saw last year, okay, first races, they were very competitive, probably better in qualifying than in race. And it's what we've seen also, um, yeah, at this first uh, Grand Prix of the year. I think the only thing they might have uh, improved is maybe the pit post, pit stops. No, they were the fastest uh, on track this this uh, weekend. But yep. yeah, not not very important when Aston Martin is there, no, and when Red Bull even got faster. I think they have a lot of work to do. Yeah. How do you? Uh, how, because um, Leclerc, I I mentioned it with uh, Jeff. Leclerc seemed to be really nervous all through the winter testing. Even on yeah. the, during the race, he blocked the front uh, right tire a couple of times. How do you? Yeah. Think, why do you think this is? I think he he's not totally comfortable with the car yet. No, I, I, when you see uh, the Aston Martin or the Red Bull compared to Ferrari and Mercedes, I think the most important point is that how they drive it. No, and you see Alonso, Verstappen, very comfortable, not doing a lot of corrections. Like, and we are checking uh, Leclerc and he's blocking uh, his uh, tires. He's, yeah, uh, we're seeing some difficulties to drive and I think that's the most important because once they can drive it as it's full, then it's probably faster also, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and what about signs? Because, I mean, in the race, he was nowhere, was he? No, he was nowhere, exactly. Like, uh, to be honest, like, I have to say, uh, yeah, I'm Spanish, so probably it's not something that I should say, but I, I'm quite realistic about it. I'm not a super supporter of uh, Carlos Sainz and being realistic, you can see that he's a step down of the top drivers. No, I think that Leclerc, Verstappen, uh, Alonso, Hamilton, maybe even Russell have something else that he doesn't have. And you can see it uh, during the whole uh, weekend, I think, no? Well, uh, he's missing some, some, yeah. Some yeah, time. yeah. Uh, that, that's that's a really good point because I, I mean I've said it on the channel so many times. He just somehow misses the bite, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, totally. And he, during the race, I mean, I was surprised. I was watching the race with uh, Rafa, and we were saying, how can he be dropping ten seconds behind the clerk? I mean, they're essentially on the same car. He didn't have a rhythm. He was just somehow in no man's land. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. And, and also after um, he got overtaken by Alonso, he Alonso also managed to be like ten seconds uh, in front of him. So absolutely. Yeah. So, do do you think this is because uh, I mean usually Sainz has a bit of a uh, more difficult start to the season uh, yeah, than his uh, teammate, or do you think it's just that that he's just not comfortable somehow with the car? Is it something intrinsic about him, or is it something that 
you think like the curry yeah. is not giving him the feeling? I think there is a mix of both, but Carlos said during the preseason that he was very comfortable this year, much more than last year. And I think it's just that he's a little bit slower than the top drivers. I, I think it's something intrinsic. Uh, in this sport, Like of course, there is a lot of effort, a lot of uh, work, and he's one of the drivers that probably puts it more. No? Like he, we see that he really is someone that wants to achieve uh, good results. But after, yeah, he's missing a little bit of talent, I guess. Like uh, his pa his father got old, and he <laughs> he didn't take uh, take it from him. Well, <laughs> that's that's uh, that's a good point. So um, I I need to mention it. We lived perhaps the most most intense moments when uh, Fernando Alonso overtook George Russell. I mean, George wow. Russell didn't give him an easy time, right? No, totally. I, I have to say, Russell is an admirer of um, of Fernando Alonso. No, he said that he was his favorite driver when he was young, and we can see it. Like he's really a fighter, huh? He he's was a fighter. Very difficult. Yeah. But uh, George was driving this Mercedes that that again, it's it's uh, it's designed on on the basis of the zero power philosophy. This year is called zero point five mm -hmm. because it's a bit more wider on the shoulders, but still the car is just underperforming. Uh, both uh, George and Hamilton, they don't seem to find the, the rhythm during the race. They, I mean, even in qualifying, they look, they look fairly competitive, but to fight for a P, I don't know, P, P4, P5, P6. The, the moment came on track, Fernando Alonso, George Russell, he gave him a hard time. Alonso said, no worries, I am going to show you what the, you know, what the playbook looks like. First attempt failed, but the second attempt it was a classic Alonso's uh, overtake, well prepared, and on the on, on on the exit of, of the of the second straight uh, after turn uh, four, he up to, up to turn three. Sorry, he absolutely destroyed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we also saw like a very very nice move uh, after with Hamilton. No, I think we saw how amazing he is that he invents the overtakes. Uh, I remember watching it in uh, Sky Sports and they were saying he's not going to try that. And he actually tried and he got it because he's uh, another type of driver. I think Alonso is, is magic. He's it's magic, absolutely. That, absolutely. Yeah. What, what can you say about Hamilton? I mean, he, he had a bit of a, of a mixed, uh, I guess, mixed feeling during the weekend because he knew the car wasn't there. They were struggling with pace. They were struggling with uh, degradation, downforce. They said, um, "Do you think Lewis is is now going through this uh, period, perhaps of, of difficult times, that is perhaps going to push him to to retire eventually? Do you think it's he's going to have this strength, the resilience Alonso had, and push through the bad times and and hope for for better times ahead of him?" Well, he does definitely doesn't have this resilience. That's for sure at least from his words, no? Like he's always complaining, wow, what a bad car I have. Look what uh, cars Alonso had or maybe even Vettel had. Like, come on, you cannot complain about a car that does that many podiums last year, no? But I still think uh, the Mercedes are going to come back because they always come back. Uh, we know that. But uh, if he really faces difficulties this next season or maybe 2024, 
I guess he maybe retires because he's had everything. So why why stay, right? Indeed, indeed. I mean, let, let, let me be honest. Somebody, somebody texted me yesterday and said, um, I must uh, remind you that when Alonso announced that he was coming back to Formula One, you said he he was, uh, you know, he shouldn't. He was wasting his time. And I think when he announced that he was coming back to, uh, to Alpine Alonso, I did say, I'm not sure whether that's a good decision because, you know, the glory that Alonso had kind of brought to the sport and it was kind of fading away, especially because the younger generation, those who started watching Formula One, especially after Drive to Survive, they've only seen Alonso kind of, uh, you know, uh, yeah. the, the bad image. They've seen an Alonso that is not fighting, that is essentially crabby, he's essentially complaining about the car and so on. And, and I said, you know, it's better to go down in history as the driver I know that, that uh, manages to get the, the triple uh, crown, go to Indy, go to Le Mans, do whatever you want, but you know, be successful and, and bring that, that, the joy that he has in his face, of course, when he wins. He went to Alpine and I, that's what I said. I, I said, I, I'm not sure whether fighting for P15 is gonna be enough for him again. Thank God he's got a, a more competitive car this year. Yeah, uh, I think that's why he came back now. He, he was sure that at some point he would get a car that could be competitive. And well, uh, I think that uh, the sport really owed him that, right? So I think so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But so the, the Mercedes now they're going through a difficult patch because of this design. They are going to have to reinvent themselves. Um, Lewis, I think it's interesting because he's an incredible driver. He showed on Sunday how, how I mean, how skillful he is in the, in the, in the, in the fight. The, he, he didn't put it, uh, he didn't make it easy uh, to Alonso to overtake him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, I'm definitely not an Alon uh, Hamilton fan, but I still have to say, of course, he he's a very good driver, and he really fought against Alonso, having a slower car. And I think, yeah, top driver for sure. Uh, honorable mention, we'll say then. Yeah. And so I that think. That's... Sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, no, just uh, saying that he definitely deserves a mention. I think he did a good race. Well, then I think we can conclude on Mercedes with that. Do you have anything to say about Red Bull? Well, Red Bull, as you said, uh, they're their own league, right? Uh, I just hope that at some point, maybe uh, Ferrari or and hopefully Aston Martin can get there in some races. I'm not saying the full season, but if, if in some races we can see some fights against Verstappen and Alonso, I will be amazingly happy how do you reflect on Checo how do you think uh, his race uh, went on Sunday well uh, I would say it's a little bit similar to Carlos maybe uh, even more because Verstappen is just yeah it, it's a bit as, as Alonso no? it's magic and Leclerc is a top top driver but maybe he's not Verstappen either right so we see the difference much more I would say and on Sunday's race, you already see a Checo that is clearly the second driver of the team. They sacrificed him with the strategy. 
and uh, then we could see that he finished how many seconds do you remember like 15 20 uh, in the race yeah yeah i think it was uh, like 10 seconds 10 seconds yeah but still like uh, it's yeah it's very bad no to be of your teammates nowhere there like not even fighting for the win yeah well i mean um on this point just to to remind anyone who's listening that the the car has traditionally been developed to favor verstappen's uh, driving style which is yeah more uh similar i think to alonso's style where he wants a really strong uh, front end feel the front tires checo is a bit more of a balanced car uh, from an injury perspective very uh, strong back you can feel the the traction um he's, he's the kind of car that suits perhaps uh signs that suits uh hamilton um really the mathematical car in that sense uh so this year they've said that they are going to focus more on, on, on bringing a balanced car so, so as to, 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 to provide Checo with a, with a car that suits him also so that he's, I think, closer in the fight with Verstappen. That's, that's an important comment for, to make. But as you say, I think Checo has, has, is going to have it as really tough to fight uh, Verstappen on an equal basis. Yeah. Anyone, anyone would be. I think uh, there are very, very few drivers that would be able to fight against Verstappen in the same car. I think uh, there was an interesting, uh, one a funny comment rather, uh, from George Russell who said uh, Verstappen has essentially already won the championship. It's just a matter of waiting for somebody to give him the, the you know, the, the, the prize. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's sad for the sport, no? Uh, if you think it, uh, I still have hopes that something happens, but yeah, it seems to be the reality. Uh, he already won the championship, no? Something very weird needs to happen. Yeah, it's sad for the sport. It's the same as when Hamilton uh, was winning by far, no? Yeah. At least, let's hope for, uh, yeah, podiums battles with uh, three teams, at least, no? Uh, hopefully. And now, um, I have to ask you, there is all these group of, of, of teams, Williams, Avatari, Haas, McLaren. I think we, can, we, can, we need to mention Alpine because it's perhaps yeah. the one that is closest to us at the moment. Do you have, what, how do you feel about Alpine? I feel that, uh, yeah, they made a small step forward, but the car seems quite undrivable as well, no? We saw Ocon and Gasly having uh, a difficult time driving it sometimes, uh, really blocking a lot and, yeah, being difficult to drive, but still fast and faster than last year probably because we saw Gasly uh, going through the field until P9. So, yeah, probably we will have them there, but the problem now is that they have four teams in front of them that seem to be quite far from them. So do you think Alonso made the right call living anyway, right? Yes, for sure. But it's something that I already thought. Like, to be honest, how they treated him, yeah, I would leave anyways. That's a good point. Have you, have you finished your Drive to Survive season five? No, I have to say I actually only watched the episode uh, of Alpine and Alonso Piastri thing. Well, that's, that's good enough. I mean, do you think yeah. Alonso acted in a manner that was somehow disloyal to, to Alpine because I don't recall history going down that way. 
No, it's not something, yeah, it's not something I would state like this. To be honest, if you look at how it happened, I would say it was more Alpine who disrespected him, who was totally disloyal to him. And then uh, Alonso's reaction was, yeah, I still need to drive in Formula One. I'm checking for new teams. And how he managed the Piastri situation, I think that's, that's just how it was supposed to happen. No, Alpine was managing very bad everything, and Piastri was also looking for other options. And then they ended up without a very young talent and without probably the best or one of the best drivers in Formula 1 history. So, yeah. Well, uh, thank you for your comment because, I mean, I think it, it needs to be stated. I mean, he was giving it all on track. He was, I think he was, he was somehow uh, suffering from all these reliability issues. And he was still bringing the car to, to the best positions they could hope for. And some, somehow the team still has the guts to say that he was disloyal. I mean, how is that possible? I mean, it, 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 yeah, in my mind, that, that is not right. Yeah, that's totally not right. But that happens when you have this management. Like we've seen that management in uh, Alpine is very bad from uh, these last years. And it wasn't the first year that uh, Alonso was there, but then they changed. Uh, Alan Prost uh, left. You remember? Well, right? they, they kicked him again with a, yeah. with a very, uh, I think, uh, disrespectful manner because they, they didn't exactly. even tell him. They announced it on, on Twitter and somehow uh, Prost yeah, say, yeah. said, I, I, I wasn't even told about it. So thank you very much for letting me know through the social media. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's totally disrespectful to, to a legend as Alan Prost and also to a legend of his team as, as Alonso. And yeah, I think that uh, it's just happened like this. And right now we have the reality that is Aston Martin in the podium and Alpine with yeah the race of Ocon. I think we don't even have to comment it, right? Uh, and then, uh, yeah, fast, but not fast enough, right? Indeed, indeed. And let's let's talk about the other teams. Um, well, I mean, just to, to quickly mention, just I think we need to, to remember that Alpine, they, they got a penalty, a five second penalty for uh, yeah. infringing um, the, the start procedure because the car was out of place. Then they eventually uh, had to go into the pits and serve the five second penalty. And then they got a 10 second penalty on top of that for uh, touching the car before the five second uh, had elapsed, right? Yes, yes, totally. I, I have to say, like, I, I feel bad for saying that, but I was having a very fun time at that moment. It's something that, uh, yeah, just shows how badly they, they manage their team. Like, to be honest, it's just ridiculous, right? It was funny. I mean, I, I would imagine that a team that is worth so many millions um, yes. would somehow be aware of a basic rule that anyone who is watching the, <laughs> the, the, the race from the sofa at home knows don't bloody touch the car. Yes, yes, totally. Totally. Um, so, line, it, I think honorable mentions are Alfa Romeo who made a really strong uh, step forward. Yes, yes, but they also started uh, well last season. No, I, I don't know why, but they seem to be, yeah, maybe bad with development or, yeah, I don't know, organizing. I don't really know. But Perhaps uh, lack of, uh, of resources then to develop the car, as you say. Exactly. I, I believe it's that because probably we will see uh, 
McLaren, I would say, going up, maybe even Haas. But uh, I don't think we will see Alfa Romeo making a step forward. So, um, no, but Bottas had a good race. I mean, he's, he usually delivers yeah. well. He's a uh, competitive, he's a fairly, um, how may I say, um, he delivers uh, week, weekend after weekend. He's constant in his, in his um, delivering. Uh, Zoe had a bit of a, I don't know, a out of the spot race. We didn't really see him. But, but I mean, I think it was, it was, it was a stronger weekend for Alfa Romeo. At least, uh, as you say, uh, for, it was, it's the beginning of the year, but it's a strong weekend. Yeah, it, it definitely looks good for the last stage races. Uh, I have to agree with you. I think also Zoo is just still still a rookie, you know, like he's taking some time to adapt. Let's see if not too much, because yeah, then maybe another rookie needs to be given an opportunity. What do you think about that, Jackson? I, I, I like Zoe because I mean, I know he's uh, one of these um, drivers that is supported by Alonso. I think Alonso sees in yeah. him a, a, a very strong driver. He needs to develop, he needs, of course, to. to, to to kind of absorb uh, experience, build up that, that racecraft. But what I saw last year, I mean, I said, this guy has, has what it takes to, to, you know, to be in the fight. So it's absolutely delicious to, to see this in, on screen. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think he, as you say, he needs to adapt and he probably needs to be more constant, right? Because he has these peaks that you say, okay, he's a good driver, but then you see sometimes as he trades that, yeah, it was not the performance you expected, right? True, absolutely. And so um, Williams, Williams did a, a, a massive step forward. Um, they were dead last, last year with, I think, little to no hope. First race of the season, they had they got one point. Albon uh, managed to, to 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 get one point P10, and Sargent actually had a, a rather fantastic weekend. Um, I didn't really bet much for him. I think I, I I did say to Jeff that I think he was he was he needed more time, more more time in in Formula Two to to build you know the the racecraft, blah blah blah. But he was the best of the rookies, uh, um, the, the other rookies being uh, Piastri, being uh, De Vries. He, yes. he actually had a good fight on track. How do you reflect both on the team and on Sargent specifically? On Sargent specifically, I would say um, for sure he will need some time to adapt. Also, when you start at Williams, that probably will face some difficult times during the season. It will be very difficult. And also with a teammate as Albon that already has a lot of experience. But to be honest, from my point of view, I, I started watching Formula 2 these last two years. And I think that uh, Sargent has the talent to be in Formula 1. He has something. Probably needs time to build, as you say, the racecraft and to be able to be constant. But I think he has a future. And for uh, Williams, uh, well, they build uh, much faster than a car than last year, that's for sure. But yeah, they will have also to face development. Let's see how it goes. But I think they can be a contender for a best of the rest. Uh, I don't know if that's very ambitious for them. Oh, but uh, maybe, yeah. I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I, I like the, how that sounds. I mean, I, I know they have it somewhere deep inside of them. They have the, the knowledge and the, and, the, and the passion to do it. So I hope they're listening yeah. to you and somebody 
either calls you to run the team. I would I would really like to to see that happening. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I got away with my uh, with my passion, no? Because Williams is also a historical team. Would be no, no. I, nice. I think you, I think you are on the right track. I mean, they they build the momentum. They they are. I think they have the. the They've got the you know the some some something inside to 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 be best of the rest indeed. I like that. Exactly. Absolutely, I like somebody you know shining new energy, new energy. I mean, I I guess uh, we say uh, much of the same all the time. So it's nice to have new voices, have somebody bringing new ideas. I love that. Thank you very much for that. Um, I, I guess uh, Alpha Tauri, do you have anything specifically, uh, perhaps that you want to to mention uh, that they've they've done? Yeah, Alpha Tauri had a a weird weekend, I would say. No, they they really seemed very slow, and yeah, it it actually was the case. No, they were nowhere in in terms of pace. I would say probably would have uh, would be after McLaren if McLaren had a decent rate which it was not the case because of the technical issues they, they faced but yeah maybe worse team like uh, the last team or what do you think uh, I mean that's a good question I mean they, they definitely had a, a a difficult start to the year they already looked a bit uh, in the middle of nowhere during winter testing, they didn't look that 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 settled. They they in the past they actually brought some decent cars. I'm thinking maybe 20, 2017, 2019. Um, they had some decent yeah. cars. Uh, at least at the beginning of the year, they were fairly competitive. I think much as you said about Alfa Romeo, they then they didn't have the development pace, so they kind of fell to 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 no man's land during the season. But usually at the beginning, they're rather competitive, and here. What we saw was a car that was, I don't know, it was, it was shaking everywhere, slow, draggy. Uh, yeah, they, it was not giving confidence to the drivers, definitely not. But Tsunoda, I was surprised because, you know, everyone is making fun of Tsunoda, especially after uh, Drive to Survive. They, they, I think they, they, they pictured him uh, in a really bad way, but he really delivered, the, I think, the, what, 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 the best he could. I mean, he delivered what, what was best for, for the team the, for the weekend. I mean, the best result they could get. Yeah, I have to say I'm a fan of Sunoda. I think, uh, like, of course, not a super fan, but I still think he's a driver for Formula One, also has the character to be in Formula One. For sure, he will have to control a little bit his ego with the team. But yeah, I think he's Formula One uh, material. And he delivered the best, but the car is nowhere to be found, probably. So yeah, as you said, we don't have to go until uh, 2019. I would say uh, 2021 was already a good year for uh, yeah. for Gasly. Yeah, right? yeah, that's true. Oh well, and then the last two teams that are, I mean, they, I mean, I think has ha, let's put it, has has uh, ironically. A, a, a decent car, the package is not so bad because essentially it's a mini Ferrari, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's a small copy of Ferrari, but still not the, the pink Mercedes, right? Yes, exactly. I mean, the pink Mercedes was something unique. It was, it was, it was, I think it was a, I don't know, it was something that you will only see once in a lifetime because it was essentially a pink Mercedes, <laughs> as simple as that. Yeah, yeah basically. 
But um, the, the, for Haas, there was some interesting, an interesting thing because Hulkenberg came back to Formula One after being on the on the dry dock for two years. He actually did better than Magnussen in spite of being fresh out of the of the of the of the can. How do you how do you think this is possible? Yes, and not only better, much better. You know, that's that's the thing. And the car looks quite fast. Uh, of course, not maybe for battling for uh, fifth place, but still fast. And yeah, we we saw that maybe Magnussen was not getting everything from last year's car either, right? Maybe it was more to be to be found. And uh, yeah, we we didn't see uh, the best potential of Haas last year. Well, Hulkenberg, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 let's see. Like, I'm just saying, I think that uh, Hulkenberg is a bit better than Magnussen, also than uh, Schumacher, and that maybe we see Haas fighting for uh, points this year. That, 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 I was just going to pick up that. I think uh, Hulkenberg has proven during his F1 career that he's a really constant, he, he delivers every weekend. He's not a spectacular. He's not the kind of guy that you, you kind of wow about it and you're like, whoa, impressive. But he, he, he extracts 100% of every car when they are mediocre because we've only seen him in mediocre cars, to be honest. Um, yes, yes, yes. That's, that's, that's a good point you make there. Magnussen, I mean, I, 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 I'm now thinking Magnussen did an incredible race in Bahrain last year, uh, finishing yeah. P5. Uh, that was unexpected. Yeah, but uh, he's not constant, right? We also see, saw him uh, yeah, facing difficult times last year, maybe because of the car, but still not performing as at his best, probably. Well, I, I do have hopes for Haas. I think if they, if they kind of put all the pieces together, and I think they have the tools to put all the pieces together, they are really, really close to, to being... You know, one of the teams that could make uh, the 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 front, the you know, the, the it could really be the, on the fight for for best of the rest. Just uh, I think they, they could be there on the fight, as you said, maybe with with Williams and, and Alpine just fighting really real close um, uh, for for those I don't know P P seven P eight uh, I don't know around there. Yeah, all, all this that I said that teams that could also challenge Alpine for the best of the rest. It's also like a hope that I have now because I read somewhere the other day, like on the news, that maybe the teams that are going to be on the point during this season are quite clear. And unfortunately, there are not many others that are near them for now. So I hope, I hope that Williams is going to be there, that Haas is going to be there, maybe McLaren. So yeah. Let's, let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. And then just to, to finish off with McLaren, who, I mean, definitely had a, a difficult weekend, had a difficult winter testing uh, development. They already said that they are not where they wanted to be. Uh, I have two questions for you. How do you reflect on these uh, McLaren? Uh, they named it uh, MC60 after the 60th anniversary of the team. It doesn't look that good, especially if we take into account that Andrea Seidel left um, out of the blue. A Andrea Stella had to, to step in uh, from one day to another. And then second question, what do you think about Piastri? Do you think he's the talent that everyone says he is? 
For the first question, well, yeah, I think this car is is really not the tribute that uh, McLaren should pay to his history, right? Like we know that uh, McLaren is a historical team in Formula One that has has had uh, very good drivers, legends, and also very nice moments during Formula history. And since a lot of years right now, I would say already, no? Uh, like since probably this Alonso, uh, Hamilton, and then Hamilton times, they didn't have this uh, car that you say, okay, it's competitive. But maybe the Lando Carlos times, or uh, even last last two years. But mm, the project is not there. They want to be in, in, within the top teams, and yeah, they are not getting there and even getting worse. So, but yeah, yeah, that's that's a really good point you made because their 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 development pace is actually uh, a downward slope rather than a upwards. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's a little bit as, as Alpine, like Alpine, okay, it's not downwards, but it's still not forward. No? It's something that we're not seeing an evolution. Do, do you think uh, Andrea Seidel leaving out of the blue had an impact on how this car was developed? I, I think for sure, like uh, not, not only is yeah, him leaving, but also probably the atmosphere no? that was uh, left like when someone lives in this situation and uh, probably, uh, yeah, his influence on the car was huge before. So probably we also see that he's, he didn't work on it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's something to reflect upon. And then the second uh, limb of the question, Piastri. Yes, for, for Piastri. Piastri, I, I have to say, like, uh, as I said, I watched Formula 2 and Piastri, I think we also is a very talented driver, very fast, with, I would say, nice mentality, no? We didn't see any special weird things, no? Maybe apart from this polemic around his uh, recruitment of former McLaren, I guess. So, yeah, he seems good and, unfortunately, very bad race for him, but, yeah, not his fault. So, I guess we will have to wait to see how this season starts for him. Well, and I think with that, um, it's it's we come to to wrap up uh, about these these commentary, these this review of the race. Do you have anything uh, else you would like to add on 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 the weekend about the weekend? No, I uh, I think we have our yeah Formula One panorama this this year where we have four teams on the top. I think that's very nice to see. We'll see how everything develops because, uh, yeah, it will change for sure during the races. And then we have some teams that are a little bit lost. No, we still have to see how they they do because we don't really know where McLaren will be in some races. Also, if Williams will stay there, if uh, the drivers maybe get on the top. No, like for example, we saw. Um, yeah, the the rookies no uh, performing well, but maybe even better during the. The mixed races. So yeah, uh, I think an exciting, very exciting uh, Formula One season is coming. So I really invite everyone to start watching everything, free practice, everything they can, because everything is amazing. So just enjoy this season. Well, just to, I mean, it's, it's I, I just love the, what you're saying. It's, it's, it's going to be an amazing season ahead of us. 
just just I think it's what the sport needs these kind of you know bigger fights uh, real fights with with real drivers I think Alonso um, Alonso was something that was missing in Formula One he is an asset for the for, for Formula One Jeff said it and this is going to be something that that I think this year is going to be on display so and of course I mean uh, I think it makes our lives so much better uh, when 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 we can mm. see the man we we love that we are passionate about being there fighting for real. Uh, that's just going to be uh, amazing, isn't it? Definitely, I think that uh, people that are passionate about Formula One, just as us, no, we live, we watch our calendar with Formula One. So right now, I'm just counting the days that are left for the next race, Same. right? And this is also something that Alonso makes us uh, do, no? Like just know when it's coming and watching everything that is happening also during these weeks. So yeah, just a message for our sisters, uh, also for everyone in Formula One. But yeah, enjoy, enjoy what is happening this season because we we really suffered, but now we have the price, no, of the, all this suffer that we had to face. I hope so. I absolutely hope so. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. But a very, very promising start of the year, both for Formula One and for Alonso fans, I would say. Well, uh, I will also take you on 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 what you were saying. Uh, long season ahead of us. I hope to see you on the channel again, uh, further down the season, so you know we can we can reflect. How how is it going? I hope we can we can continue bringing good news and excitement about uh, more of Alonso's uh, achievements. I am looking forward to that, and of course to welcoming you back on the channel. That's that's that will be a great pleasure. Yes, yes, uh, I am very happy uh, to be here. To be honest, I had a very nice time today, and yeah, looking forward for that because then it will mean we have something to comment about and to be happy about and. Yeah, that would be very good news for all of us. Well, I think on that note, on that very positive note, it is time to, to put an end to the episode. Uh, to thank everyone who, who's listened. Do, do you want to say something to, to finish? Yes, I think, uh, Marine, we can only end up with one thing, right? Uh, what is coming? You know which number is coming? Uh, sorry, I didn't quite get it. Which number is coming? It's the 33rd victory for Alonso, right? 33, I know, I know. I am looking forward for that. Exactly. And exactly. I believe it's 99 podiums also. Exactly. So, yeah, the next one will be the 100th. Indeed, yes. the 100th. I, am, I, I mean, I can't wait. I literally, I want, I want, uh, I think it's uh, what the... It's the next race is the, the 19th March. I need I need to to somehow fast forward to the 19th March and see and see that happen. Hopefully. Exactly, exactly. It will, it will for sure. It we will. have to be optimistic. We finally have a moment where we can be optimistic. So I think we really need to take it. Well, and on that note, uh, I will thank everyone who's listened to to the episode. Thank you, Sergi, for, for being part uh, of, of this episode of uh, episode nine, to taking the time to sharing your your life experience, your your memories, and of course your your opinion about the race. 
And um, uh, as always, please uh, follow, su subscribe, leave any comment you like. And if you want to be part of the podcast, please uh, send me a message and we shall organize it, um, whichever means necessary. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, hope to see you very soon and commenting positive news. And yes, yeah, he said, follow him. Very nice podcast and learn more about Formula One, which is an amazing sport. Thank you, Sergio. And we are back just to, to actually cover something that I forgot, which is uh, something rather rather important for, for the channel, which is the Donkeys Award. Sorry about that. Uh, Sergi, who do you think deserves the, the, the Donkeys Award? Yes, so I think that there was no driver that really performed in a very, very bad, right? Like, what do you say? Well, I mean, I have to, to, to second you. I mean, there wasn't anyone that, that was insultingly bad. I mean, we've seen it sometimes, driver causing accidents. It wasn't the case. They were all fairly, fairly, uh, you know, decent, uh, well-behaved. Um, so my only mention would be Sainz just didn't deliver what I expected from him um, in terms of, of pace. He was a bit out of, out of shape. But I'm not sure that deserves the donkey's award. What do you think? Yes, I, I have to agree. Like, of course, Sainz was maybe, yeah, not the race we wanted from him, but still not the worst race he could do. So, yeah, I think that uh, we have some teams that maybe could deserve it, right? I, th I think this, this is going to be a donkey's award for, for, for the teams. Uh, Exceptionally, I think, or actually, a good, a positive uh, comment to make is it's not Ferrari's pit stop that that really gets the the donkeys award. Who do you think was the team that I don't know, just underperformed, that just didn't wasn't there? Yeah, I think that it was not surprising. No, we just saw the ridiculous scene that um, Alpine yeah made during the GP. We saw how they managed the Ocon situation with the penalties and yeah, with our retirement. So maybe they deserve it, no? I, th I think uh, I will follow you on that. And I, on, on my side, the Donkeys Award goes to Alpine for a bad management, a, a, a poor communication uh, skills with the, between the pit wall and the pit crew. Uh, so I think we're going to have to agree on that. Perfect, perfect. So perfect. We'll give it to him. Well, yeah. I won't steal any more time of your of your night. I guess you you well deserved after a long day of work to to rest. Thank you again for 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 making this addendum. And uh, as I said, uh, I will I will be very happy to have you back on 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 the channel sometime soon. Yes, very happy to be here and see you soon. Thank you.